Hey now, and welcome back. And not only are you back, we're just getting started, baby. It's week one. Oh, no, wait. It's week two. Week one is over. It's in the books. And the exact reason why we decide to make a CFL podcast is here. But someone who's not here is my co-host, Mr. Scott Elias. Instead, he decided, no, you know what? Screw week one. It's not that important to me. I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to go and I'm going to have a good time in the sun, have sex with my girlfriend. I assume he's with his girlfriend. And just totally bail on week one of the CFL. I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in shock. But to think that I'm not going to have a show, even when Scott's not here, that's just ridiculous. So I have hired on a part-time basis. My agent was in hours of talks with his agent. And it is an honor to introduce JPG's villains, my fill-in for today's show, Joel Patrick Gottlieb. The show goes on. The show Listen, must go on. The show always goes on, as Vince McMahon would say. Even when Chris Benoit killed himself and his family, the show goes on. <laughs> oh, and Vince- God. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. You know, you know, Joel, we have listeners in Australia that are. <laughs> I just, you know, the I, truth. I usually am truth. the one that says the offensive things, and you just came out full <laughs> throttle with a murder suicide joke. Not up your, not usually in your repertoire. Is this City Joel? Is this City Joel usually comes out with a Let me tell you murder suicide joke? Let me tell you a few things about City Joel, Adam, okay? Please go. Here's one thing. One, I'm not lying. I'm just telling the truth. It wasn't a joke. The show went on. They had Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and similar to that, when Scott goes to Florida for, for work or, or pleasure, who the fuck knows? Guess what? The show goes on. So also, I want to correct you real quick, and then we'll get into this great, great podcast. That I'm so happy You're that already I'm already correcting me. Yeah, just real quick, real quick. My name is no longer JPG's villains. That's the old me. Okay, that's so 2019. I'm back to the redeemed team. Well, now that okay? you say that, I'm on the uh, ESPN website and just looking over uh, what happened in Week One, and now I do see you as the all caps redeem, not all caps team. Yeah, you know, I just I just wanted to shed my villain moniker because really I'm a good guy. You know what I mean? I'm really a good guy. But anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to thank you for uh, for having me on this podcast. I know there was a lot of social justice movements to get me on the podcast. A lot of, and I'm a lot of peaceful, a lot of fiery, but peaceful protests. I saw it. I saw it. You know, it was on the news. It was trending on Twitter. They tried to silence us, but you didn't silence us. So very happy to be here. Yeah. We don't silence anybody on the CFL podcast. That's a violation of many sorts. Uh, and it's glad to ha- and Joel. First and foremost, my mistake, I should have introduced you as the undefeated redeemed team how does it feel to start the year off one and oh you know adam i'm glad you asked i thought you weren't gonna ask (laughs) but i'm glad you did um it feels exactly as i as i thought it would go to be honest with you like i'm not really jumping for joy because i've been thinking about this week one win since probably december of last year when i lost to connor maloney fucking loser am i right um it just feels great you know people said joel kenny galladay got hurt before leaving the game start your third round pick what are you gonna do you know what i said it's not a problem People said, Joel, why are you drafting Naeem Hines in the ninth round of the, of the CFL 2.0 draft? And you know what I said, Adam? Just wait and see. He's the new Austin Eckler. And you know what? When I traded you Tariq Cohen, basically handed you Tariq Cohen for $20, he 
someone texted me and said, Joel, why did you just give away Tariq Cohen? And you know what, Adam? Malcolm Brown. That's why. So thanks for having me. I'll see you next week. Oh, you're leaving already? No, I'm here to stay. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I was – um, but, okay, so you, you make a lot of valid points, but at the same time, let's take a look at things. Oh, no. And put it into real perspective. Lev Bell, out five weeks. Jamison Crowder. <laughs> Do we really expect Jamison Crowder to have 20-point games every single week? I don't. Do we really expect Naheem Hines, Naheem hit him with the Hines, to be the next Austin Eckler every single week? Because I don't. So let me get – Go ahead. Let me come in and just answer your question since you posed them so nice. Yes. Yes to all of the above. Okay. Okay. Lev Bell will be out until week five or week four or five, I think. He misses three games because of the new IR this year. So he's going to miss the next three weeks in a row. Galladay, who knows when he's going to come back. So you know what? We're, we're depending on Hines, Malcolm Brown, and Will Fuller to really pick up the slack here and Jamison Crowder if need be. But, you know, with a great owner, it, it always comes from the top down. So how did you feel just to be back into the fantasy football swing of things, the the fantasy football terms, the, the shit talking, the, the angst, the excitement? How great did it feel to just finally be back in the mode of fantasy football? It felt it felt like home. I'll tell you that. It felt like Christmas. It felt like, OK, everything right now is right in the world again. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, beating that guy. I don't know if you know him that well, but I, I went up against who did I go up against? Oh, that's right. Nick Millardi. Um, <laughs> beating, him, beating him this weekend was just a real feather in my cap, as, as the kids call it. So pretty happy, Adam. I'll, I'll be, how about you? How did it feel for you? It felt fantastic. As you know, uh, I host every Sunday here at my apartment. Um, I don't invite everybody in the CFL because I don't like everybody in the CFL. I only invite the people that I enjoy my being around. Um, but you know, I got a win as well. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put the feather in my cap that I outscored you. Um, and I also became just one win closer to being the number one all time, uh, CFL leader in, uh, wins in wins. Uh, you know, I passed Connor, uh, the other day. And now the only person I need to pass next is you. Yeah, you know, you broke up somewhere in the middle of that when you talked about, like, outscoring someone. I missed who you outscored, but um, <laughs> in terms of the How all-time convenient. Win, Yeah, yeah, very convenient. I don't know who it was, but in terms of the all-time wins, Adam, you can keep fucking dreaming. But anyway, <laughs> I did want to – can I bring something up real quick? Can I just get something off my chest? Please do. I currently look like Krusty McCrusterson. What is that supposed to I have – From The Simpsons? The worst I, no, I you know I was going that way, but then I realized he doesn't look like as bad as I do. Um, I have the worst sunburn, and all of a sudden today, my face, my entire face, is peeling. I look like <laughs> I look like when Kane revealed himself to the world and took off his mask on Monday Night Raw, and we had nightmares for weeks. Fuck God, That's look at that man! Like. That is not a That's human being. Well, I think, I think you need. Jail. Okay, so but. Can I counter what you're talking about? See, yeah, but you're not going to make me feel better. I look absolutely terrible. Okay, but where are you going? You don't have to go to work, right? I'm glad you asked. That, that was my next point. It, you, I actually you don't have had to show your face anywhere. No, see, that was where I was going next. I actually, for once in my life, I actually had a potential Bumble date lined up. I'll tell you that, Adam. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about not going right now because um, 
you know, Hold on, wait, I wait. really. This date was supposed to be tonight. <laughs> no, not tonight. Not oh, tonight. Okay. <laughs> if I Just, knew that no, you no. were on doing this instead of on a date with a woman, I would cancel this episode right now. First of all, if she's texting me right now and said, come meet me, come over. My, no one's home. My roommates are gone. You know what I would say? What? I would say that I'm currently that recording the number one is playing the 23rd rank uh, defense next week. Well, I would say that if it was the weekend, but I'd be saying to her, <laughs> listen, I really, really appreciate you finally letting me have sex with someone. But I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm recording the number one podcast in the world and not a trip to Florida or a trip to a girl's pants is going to get me out of this seat. So what you're doing is not only are you saying that you're denying uh, sexual intercourse, but you're also uh, throwing a slight at my co-host, Scott Elias, for being in Florida for week one. Uh, First of all, I didn't know there were two co-hosts. I thought I was the the lead host. Yeah, that's what I was under the impression. Well, no, I was under the impression you were the lead host and he was like the guest. (laughs) I'm not I'm not going to comment any further on that. Uh, but it, it, it was a great week in the CFL. And one thing I noticed about our league is not only um, were there some close games, but our league is ultra competitive. If you go to the, um, the waiver wire, there is no one available. I can't find anybody. The only person I can sign right now is Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I, I just – Touch, touch base on that for a second. How grateful are you to know that we're in a league that is this competitive? Like, I, I went to find Naheem Hines and I went to find Malcolm Brown. And, of course, they're on your fucking team. But I go – I'm in another yeah. league, and um, which I know is illegal. But I'm in another league, and when I go to the waiver wire, I see so many guys available, which is a true testament to the power of our league. Yeah, um, you can sign Colin Kaepernick. You can also sign him in Madden 21 now, which, by the way, is a massive, massive PR stunt. They banned his name from songs previously. But anyway, it's good optics. Another topic, another topic for another day. Um, and he's rated higher than Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jared um, Goff. Jared Goff. Oh, it's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke for literally me, Jeremy, and Adam, and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> unless you play, unless you play Madden uh, an incessant amount of time like we do, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. The, the our le- it's a reason why I almost wish we had less bench spot, one less bench spot. Because oh, here we go again. Are you are, no, are, no, are you going to go into your spiel? No, 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 how no. a kicker doesn't mean anything. Look, I don't need to do that because everyone already knows it's true. Um, but I do agree with you. Our league is ultra competitive, and it's crazy to me that like. If you listen to to all the experts and they're like, if you're in a deeper league, you can grab X, Y, and Z. Those are legit the only options we have, and we are not in a deeper league. We're in a standard 12-team league. Well, I saw Ray has seven transactions pending, which is very interesting. Yeah, but I heard they're all just uh, different variations of Dante Culpepper. (laughs) (laughs) Very Very underrated. Um, so let's trans. So it was a big week and now is a good time to get into the owner of the week. Um, probably pretty easy decision just going off of points scored would be Jimmy who put up 142 and a half points. Jimmy drafted Kamara, he drafted Josh Jacobs, 
He drafted Josh Stallion, who put up 31.7 points. And um, Jeremy ended up putting up 123 points, which is very hard to beat in this league especially. So my owner of the week, I'm going to go with Jimmy. Um, But there are some cases to be made for some other owners in the league. Do you have anybody else that you think could uh, give Jimmy a run for his money for this week? Jimmy would have been mine as well because he made – because if you want to be owner of the week, in my mind, it's you had to have made a move that shows why you are uh, uh, the best owner this week. Mm -hmm. And he made a move uh, leading up to week one, which was trading for an extra first-round pick, fleecing the fuck out of Connor, leaving Connor in the dust. Um, Who had the worst week in the CFL, I believe, right? A shocker that the guy without a first round pick, but I love Connor. <laughs> I love Connor, but I'm just I'm trying to get a rivalry going again. But no, be, because he made that move, I would put Jimmy there as my number one. But I also, as much as it pains me to say, and it really pains me to say, like really does. Mm-hmm. But I would give Joey a shout out for taking Jonathan Taylor in the third round. I think it was because you know. That's a that's a rookie who was in behind Marlon Mack on the depth chart. He took the chance on him. Obviously, Marlon Mack now out for the year. Taylor, in my mind, is a is a top twelve back for the rest of the season, if not higher. So that's a risky move that looks like it's paid off for Joey, even though I don't like his depth, but he should get a nod for for taking that risk. Yeah, uh, he definitely picked like if you look at Joey's team, he has all Colts and all Cardinals players. And uh, our game came down to the wire. But uh, even though you ended up giving him owner of the week, I still beat him. So I'm not going to give him that much credit. Completely fair. I mean, he's a terrible human being. So, uh, Well, I didn't say that. You said that. Oh, no, no. I was talking about Scott. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, so what did anytime, you – Anytime you don't want to piss someone off, just redirect it at Scott and everyone will be like, oh, true, true. <laughs> That's true. Usually everyone gangs up on him, but Scott did end up having quite a comeback last night. So I think game of the week has to go to Scott and Ray. Uh, Scott last night had Noah, Noah Kant, who turned into Noah Ken, and he had 16 points and led Scott to a victory, which is exactly what he needed. And he ended up winning 103.2 to 100.3. And I'm sure Ray last night was just off his rocker like he was. If you listen back to the CFL draft live, <laughs> you can hear Ray just yelling every five minutes. No! No! <laughs> Joey, no! <laughs> As he was when he almost drowned in the hot tub at 2 a.m. And me and Jimmy I had to not, I did not know that happened. Oh, yeah. Me and Jimmy were by the – everyone was by the fire. And it's like 1.30 a.m. And we're like, where's Ray? And Ray had been <laughs> in the hot tub for like an hour, not even joking, like an hour. And I look over and I just see Ray trying to get out of the hot tub and he slips and falls back in. <laughs> and, uh, I and had no, rec- no recollection of that. I was probably dying from fentanyl. Oh, as we all were. But going back to your the, the topic, I would agree with you. I would give Scott the game of the week. He great job also manufacturing a nickname by him. Always love it when a guy does that. What was um, his nickname that he came up with this week? Well, the whole the whole Noah can Noah can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. And you know, 
speaking of nicknames, on the discussion of nicknames, we came up with, we always love nicknames for players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen is Josh Stallion. Um, what's another good one that we have? Oof. Uh, Cooper, well, Cooper, two girls, one cup. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that I came up with myself and didn't didn't copy from other people. Kenyon, Drake, um, and Josh. I had such good ones this weekend, and now I'm forgetting them. Uh, Will Fuller House, of course. <laughs> um, Josh Dingleheimer, Jacob Schmidt. Yeah, okay, so that's for Josh um, Jacobs, right? Let's just let. Can you say that one one more time so the uh, audience oh, can hear you? Absolutely. Um, Josh Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Um, <laughs> really just one of the best. Yeah, we had we definitely had some better ones, um, you know, but I think I was just a little bit too too drunk off the White Claws to, to remember all of them right now. Yeah, I'm kind of, for some reason, I'm just blanking on it. <laughs> oh, Adam, <laughs> Adam hooked on a Thielen. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me look through some guys' names just to come up with one one good one to get us out of the out of this segment. Um, <laughs> Raheem Honeymostert, of Raheem course. Honeymostert, yeah, that that's one that's been said. Oh well, we came up with one for Joe Burrow, but it didn't really stick too well. So Scott came up with Broadway Joe Burrow, but that's as Scott usually does. He hacks, and that's a hack name because we all know that Broadway Joe is Joe Namath. So I came up with Joe. Five burrows, Joe the five burrows. Yeah, but then that, got, that didn't stick very well either. And you know what? To be honest with you, after the performance he put up in my starting lineup last week, I'm going to put the nickname on ice for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he put up 15 points. He only had that rushing touchdown, and then it seemed like things kind of fell off from there for him. But you know who did? You know who did go off? Who? Jamison Clam Crowder. <laughs> That is a good one. Jamison Clam Crowder. I like that one. All right. Uh Kenny. Ooh, wait, Kenny breaking, news, breaking news. Do you have do you have uh, the breaking news button for us? Uh uh no, I don't oh, like we could get a breaking news button. You know, I, I wasn't. All right, sounds good. Here's the breaking news. Michael Thomas, high ankle injury, high worse ankle than yeah, worse than originally believed, and he's now expected to miss several weeks. Oh, that's great news because I play Scott Elias next week, and he was supposed to be on Monday night, and now he will be out. That's a big time uh, injury for Scott's wow. team. That's his first round pick. That's massive. Happening live here on the CFL podcast, too. Wow. Good thing he's in Florida, and uh, he's probably getting into a fist fight with a uh, alligator right now. So he doesn't. Oh, he has God. no clue what just happened. But- I heard he's hanging out with the Tiger King. <laughs> so. So it turns out that uh, he's now out, Michael Thomas, and on the subject of nicknames, Kenny New Year's Galladay, also out. How much does that concern you moving forward, Joel? Because he's on your team. Well, I mean, we we joked about the Lev Bell thing also in the beginning, but with no Lev Bell for at least three weeks, no Kenny Galladay, I don't know how long. Kenny New Year's Galladay, you meant to say? I mean – Kenny, have yourself a holiday, you know, but I, uh, I'm a little concerned, but I'm I, overall, since it's a hamstring, as long as he doesn't play on it, I'm not that worried because they will heal it if they just don't rush him back. Yeah. And I think, um, that Matthew treats his wife with respect. Stafford will, uh, still be able to, you know, dish it out to guys like Marvin Jones Jr. in the time being. So if you do have 
uh, Matthew treats his wife with respect. Stafford, you're in good shape, which I think uh, Alec has him, right? And Alec, man, Alec's team was definitely a team that could have been uh, in the running for owner of the week. Cam Newton in uh, Bill Belichick's system looks great, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. It's hard to tell if it was mainly the Dolphins, but I, I like Cam no matter what because I'm a Cam guy. And also, he rushed the ball apparently like 15 times, which it basically means he's also like their running back. I saw someone say that they could see Cam Newton having legit a Legarrette Blunt like 2016 season where he just has like 16 touchdowns on the ground, but like barely any rushing yards. Yeah, so well, if we go to Scott's team and – um, now that oh wow, Scott's already updated his lineup uh, with Michael Thomas as listed as questionable. So Scott must have already had an idea that Thomas was not going to play next week. So Scott uh, has Paris Campbell going up against Minnesota in his um, starting lineup for next week. And he has Julian Edelman now into his flex. And he's also benched Odell Beckham Jr. So how do we feel about Scott's lineup moving forward? He's got Matt Ryan. Austin Eckler, David Johnson. Oh, my God, Scott just picked David Johnson. Tyler Lockett, Paris Campbell, uh, Noah Kent Fant, or Noah Ken Fant, uh, Julian the Rabbinical Beard Edelman, uh, Matt, Matt Prater, who definitely voted for Trump, and Bears defense. It's not, a, it's not a bad team. He's projected to have 104 points for next week. 104 is pretty bad for our league. I, I'll tell you how I feel about Scott's team. I legit, while you were just talking, was readjusting the power rankings that we're about to go into. <laughs> so you will find out because I just dropped him significantly with this news. This is major news for his team. He is Thomas is by far his best player. Well, you know what? I'll save it for save it for the power ranking. That's definitely a huge deal. And if anybody has um, Emmanuel Sanders, I think he's probably going to step up and be that next. Who's the next number one guy besides Thomas? There's Sanders. Um, yeah, I would say Sanders. That's who, a good. Who point. else do they have at receiver? Uh, they have the new Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn Jr. Jr. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I forget what that guy's name was. The fast guy who had a nice play. Ted um, Ted Ginn Jr. Jr. Yeah, yeah. Ted Ginn the second. Some people call him, but not us. Um, and then they have Traquan Smith, who's just a continual disappointment. So that's pretty. And also, I think that would affect Drew Brees because. Drew Brees, we've seen when quarterbacks don't have their number one target, they tend to struggle. If you remember, Rodgers without Devontae Adams was pretty fucking bad. So, you know, I think that's a big injury. Yeah, for sure. Definitely going to affect Scott's team a lot. And I guess that's a good segue for us to finally go in to the power rankings, which will be on the CFL podcast every single week. Um, we realized that it's probably a little bit too much to ask people to write them down and take time out of their day to actually, you know, come up with power rankings, unless you're Joel, who actually went along and did it. Because while Joel should be working and making the world a better place, he's 24-7 concerned about the Fantasy Football League, just like the rest of us, really. Uh, so Joel took some time out of his day today of doing nothing to make some power rankings for us. So, let Joel, let's get into it, and let's start at number 12. Absolutely. And, you know, when I'm supposed to be working, you know, I had a couple IMs, a couple emails come my way, a couple issues I had to deal with. But you know what, Adam? That's what tomorrow's for. You know what I mean? That's what I always say when I'm making fantasy football moves. And tomorrow, when I'm making trades, that's what the next day's for. But anyway, um, starting off. I have no idea number, what you just said. You missed all of that? 
I mean, no, I heard what you said, but it just didn't make any sense to me. Oh, well, I expect most of the things I say to go over, go over everyone's head anyway. But um, starting off at number one on the power rankings is just kidding. Why would I go from number one to 12? That makes no sense. Have you ever seen any of these? You say that um, every single time you do the power rankings, by the way. That's been your joke, your go to um, your go to joke every time you do the power rankings. Oh, I'm going to start with no wait, Why would I do that? Of course, I'm going to start at number 12. <laughs> Dude, I honestly have no idea what you're referring you're to. Like, right? You're like Dane Cook when he goes on tour and just says the same bit over and over again. Here's the thing. like, I think you're talking about my draft lottery show, and honestly, I'd really prefer you to compare me to John Mulaney because he's just as pasty as me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to name someone who's not a good comedian. That was the part of the no, joke. <laughs> I got that. I if got I compared that. you to John Mulaney, then that would have been a compliment. Can we change this podcast into the Good Luck Chuck spoiler cast? <laughs> That's a Honda Civic. How dare you? That movie is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, whatever happened to Dane Cook? What about the fat? Was the fat guy in that movie um, the guy from Balls of Fury? You know, what I'm talking about his fat friend who was the plastic surgeon, so he got to see tits all day. <laughs> yeah, he's also in uh, Take Me Home Tonight with uh, Tougher oh, Grace. Great movie. Yeah, great he, movie. He plays a used car salesman with slicked back hair and a mole. Yeah, he gets he watch he oh, gets um, he gets into the weirdest sexual encounter that with that movie. Oh where yeah, he has sex in the bathroom with this older woman, and there's an old guy watching. Yeah, and yeah. then he starts to get involved. Yeah, but her tits are nice, dude. I, honestly, I would yeah. recommend that. So if you guys need to see some good tits, you probably find it on Mister Skin. Actually, uh, just look up "Take Me Home Tonight." Those tits were definitely absolutely. fake, though, right? Oh, absolutely. And just to be clear, this is not a paid advertisement for Mister Skin. I'm more of a P Hub, P Hub loyalist. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, very loyal, in fact, very loyal. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think discussing. You're also you're also a uh, member in the Pornhub community because everyone knows oh, you. God, <laughs> You opened up the door for this one. Because as we all know, you are, in fact, Lil' Jordy. Okay, real quick. I'm just going to address the elephant in the room, which is my big dick. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get it? Big dick and elephant? Oh, that was good. I'm, I'm pretty good. But uh, <laughs> I also want to just say, this year, I'm no longer – I was going to open the podcast with this, but, you know, I'm not really a confrontational guy. I'm no longer taking shit. <laughs> in the Facebook group this year. So you say this every, you are a broken record, Joel. You realize that, right? Everything you say. So Joel, for those of you that weren't here uh, on Sunday, this is different. uh, You know, me and Joel are usually in contact on a day-to-day basis. When Joel decides he wants to text me back. And Mm. he said to me verbatim uh, before Sunday, I can't wait to come over and say, Seven hours of commercial-free football. <laughs> so we're watching the games. Obviously, Joel's late, as he usually is, because he had to stop at Duncan and get By his- one minute. By one minute. Oh, you're still late, dude. I'm, my point is I didn't miss any football because I'm a hardcore loyalist. You, you missed kickoff. Kickoff matters. Anyway, you missed the most important part of the day, which is when Scott Hansen says, seven hours of commercial-free football. So we're all hanging out in the living room. We're all pumped up. We're all watching the game. And Joel comes in. And all you hear, you don't even see Joel. You just hear him go, seven hours of commercial-free football. 
<laughs> and you were you were definitely in the car looking at the time on the way to my house saying, I got to get there in time so I could say seven hours of commercial free football. Adam, I was going 90 miles an hour <laughs> on, on uh, the, the, the road right outside the bridge. And I was cutting in and out of traffic because I was so concerned that I was going to miss that. And I was also going to miss the first octo box of the day. And I did. We didn't even see an octo box. He must have got, gone into one at some point. I never saw one. Um, what was I saying though? Oh, so I, I'm real quick though. I'm not taking shit in the way of when I get roasted in the group in the comments, aka Joey and Laura, every five fucking seconds. I don't know what it, I don't know what is. Probably oh, you know what? Me. Can I just interrupt for a second? I'd like to, I'd like to defend Joey real quick if I could. Thing. One quick thing. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm firing back at him because you know what, Joey? Guess what, bro? I've not, been nothing but kind to you, and you know what? He just roasts me. So you know what, Joey? Learn to read. Am I right, Adam? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, actually. And I knew that's what you knew what, what I was going to say. And that's exactly why you just said what you said, which was that I was going to say, I think you took it way too far. <laughs> when Joey was like, I don't even know what he said. It, was like, it, it wasn't even that serious. And then you go, yeah, I'm surprised Joey can even read. <laughs> which is which is totally city guy joel the thing Here's suburb the thing. suburbs joel would never say something like that i'll be honest with you the city has wildly changed me i've i've i'm seriously different i'm first of all i look like kane circa 2005 and if, if someone makes fun of me on the facebook group i'm gonna go after their greatest weakness that's just what it is so you think that Joey's great no, 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 is that he can't read? Look, I honestly didn't mean that. I just wanted I actually, to. I think I'm one of the only people in the CFL that thinks Joey's actually a pretty smart guy. No, no, no. I think Joey's a smart guy too. There's way dumber in the people in the CFL than Joey. I mean, you've seen. I'm, I mean, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna. Mean Connor and Jeremy, but there's way dumber <laughs> people. But uh, but what was I gonna say? No, I just went to fire back because, you know, you, you can only be fired upon so much. You know what I mean? You have and, to stand um, up for yourself at some point. Yeah, and, and City Joel does that. So coming in at number 12, that's why it's Craig. <laughs> <laughs> number 12 for week one of the CFL 2.0 season, Craig Lind. To be honest with you, I don't see a path forward outside of trade. And this is – I know that's overreaction-ish to say that. It's very over – like week one overreaction to say – Craig's team's de- dead in the water without a trade after one week. But look at his team. I- I'm trying to pull up his team, but I don't want to lose connection here. Uh, I could get to it. Mm-hmm. I was actually just on my way there. I know that Craig's team is not great, though. He has uh, A.J. Green in his flex, I know. He also has um, uh, Deshaun Jackson as his wide receiver, too, which is just not going to work out. I was actually uh, looking at Craig's team and thinking to myself, now would probably be a good time to make a trade with Craig and help his team out and help my team out a little bit. I just don't, I mean, Deshaun Jackson as his wide receiver two, AJ Green as his flex, Cam Akers as his RB two. Carson Wentz is just not a great fantasy quarterback. And uh, from what I saw from Wentz on Sunday, he's just uh, regressing at a significant pace. I know a lot of people will blame the offensive line and the receivers didn't make plays and stuff like that. But uh, 
I think a lot of the blame has to fall on Carson Wentz for that game. Uh, he did not throw the balls away a single time. Uh, he got sacked eight times, fumbled the ball twice, two picks. Um, those are the type of games where you're on the road. It's week one. You're playing in an inferior team against Washington. Those are the games where you expect your quarterback to step up, grab the team by the reins, and take it over. And he just lacks the the ability to do that. I think we've all kind of accepted that at this point. Um, I disagree. I disagree. I don't think he lacks the ability. I think he had a bad game. I think he had a very Jekyll and Hyde game, similar to your fantasy team, where the first half of the game I thought he was actually really good, and then the second half happened. He had, he, he had okay. Did not how many good plays team. did he make? He had the good throw to Goddard, and he had the good throw to Rager. Besides that. What were the good I plays still that think he made? Carson Wentz is among the ten best quarterbacks in the league. But anyway, that's a podcast for another day. Um, real quick, just Craig's team. Zeke put up twenty six points. Godwin put up about eleven, ten point nine, and he still got handily beaten. And I don't think this is a, a scenario where Cortland Sutton was out and you put Cortland Sutton back in Craig's starting lineup and he's fine. I don't think it's as simple a fix as that because also now Kittle is going to be out probably for a few weeks. Knee sprain out of San Francisco. They just signed Mohamed Sanu while we were recording, oh, really? which tells me that they need receiver help. And Cam Akers was the second best running back in his backfield uh, the other night. And anyway, I think that's enough for, for Craig's team. It's just you look to his bench, there's no help. And his, I, I think he needs to make it. You know, we'll see what he does. Yeah, it's not looking too great there. So who's coming in at number 11? Number 11 is none other than my best friend that knows he's my best friend deep down, and that's Connor Maloney. Oh, I um, thought he was your best friend that didn't know he was your best friend. But I now know. he knows it's your, it, he's your best friend, even though it's deep down. See, the thing about me and Connor's relationship is it has waves, similar to his fantasy team. Great transition. Tyreek Hill, A.J. <laughs> Brown, both players that I think are very up and down. Like, people... Tyree kills a second round pick. But the reason for that is when he has a good week, he wins you the week. But Tyree kill. If you look at his numbers last year, he'll have weeks where he disappears on you a little bit. And I don't think Tyree kill as his best player on his team is going to be good enough. Mahomes is great. Yes. But you know, my feelings on quarterbacks look at the same exact matchup. Cam Newton was picked in the second to last round by Alec. And he put up one less point. Melvin Gordon. I think we saw last night that his night was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Philip Lindsay uh, went out of the game. Uh, what was it at the end of the second quarter, I think. And then uh, it was funny because Royce Freeman had a carry at the one yard line. And um, I guess all the Melvin Gordon fantasy owners got nervous and thought to themselves, Oh fuck. I'm about to get, taken out by Royce to 5'9 Freeman, but then they actually put Melvin Gordon in on the play after, and he was able to uh, to score on that. So that ended up salvaging it for him. But Gordon didn't seem to jump out to me throughout the game until that point. And uh, he was also splitting reps with Lindsey until Lindsey went out of the game. So unless Lindsey becomes a non-factor in those games, I don't see Melvin Gordon being the guy there. Holy there. 
Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I think Connor's team could rise up on the list if A.J. Brown rises and becomes a star, which a lot of people were projecting. But I think we need to take the wait and see with Connor's team before we can move it up. But I think his team has potential and is is better than an 11. And um, But in terms of week one results, I'd have to put him at 11. Yeah, and Corey Davis seemed to be the uh, go-to target last night. It seems like guys like A.J. Brown, who – had a really good year last year that most of the attention is now going to go towards him. And we saw that in the saints game, a lot of the attention went towards Michael Thomas and he was really ineffective. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was getting most, more of the targets and uh, obviously him getting hurt um, helped that, that happen also. But it seems to me like a lot of the guys that were the main guys last year that weren't the main guys the year before that, that defensive kind of kept or caught on to that. And now you're going to see guys like Corey Davis actually, you know, open up and be productive because now he actually has some help around him, uh, which is something that, you know, a lot of people don't really talk about in the NFL is like guys like Juju Smith Schuster, you put, you put him in the slot and uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta worry about Deontay Johnson. You gotta worry about James Washington. You gotta worry about Eric Ebron. You gotta worry about the backfield. And that makes Juju Smith Schuster such a, you know, bigger target and a, uh, more productive player. Same thing with Julio Jones. Now he's got Calvin Ridley to help. Calvin Ridley had a huge game, uh, but it also helped get some reps for guys like Julio Jones. Same thing with Devonte Adams. And the more we see a lot of these guys come into the league, like DK Metcalf, it opens up things for uh, Tyler Lockett. Those are things to keep an eye on is how's the roster look? Who's, who's on the team. And I think sometimes you see, Oh, well they have this guy and they have that guy. I'm not going to pick up this guy because he's not going to get as much volume as him, but you know, you look at the Kansas city game and Sammy Watkins had more points than Tyree kill because all the attention's on Hill. And I think that's something that owners definitely have to uh, be aware of moving forward throughout the season. So uh, we have 12 and 11 and who do you got at number 10? Yeah. And uh, I really like AJ Brown though for Connor. Just want to say, I don't think Corey Davis is going to be a thing. No, I don't think I so either, think, but I think it definitely will think- cut into AJ Brown's, you know, productivity moving forward, I for sure as a bounce back because i i actually i'm, I'm not going to lie on the air anymore i'm not a villain this year <laughs> i uh i made a trade offer to connor for aj brown because i think he's going to bounce back so i'm not going to lie and say i don't think he is so i last year old joel would have said aj brown's dead in the water connor should trade him but uh this year i'm gonna be honest so at 10 we have none other than uh jeremy And the reason – I actually really like Jeremy's – pieces of Jeremy's team. He has Kyler Murray, who I think could be the Lamar Jackson of this year. He has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I think is the fourth best – maybe third best running back option this year. I really like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a lot. I'm all in. I would have taken him at four overall. Um, He has uh, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen. See, that's – this is where his team starts to fall apart a little bit, like – DJ Moore, I like him, but I don't like him as your number one receiver on the team. Keenan Allen, I think the Chargers are absolute trash, and Keenan Allen is not going to have a, a big explosive year. Even, like last year and the year before, he wasn't like explosive like that either. He just has spurts. And yeah, he's not a good wide receiver, too, you can rely on on a week-to-week basis for sure. Yeah, I think DJ Moore and him – I think DJ Moore might bounce back, but with a new quarterback and new system, it's there's questions. And then Mark Andrews – I think is Jeremy's best pick that he made 
He picked him in the sixth round, and I think Mark Andrews has tight end number one on the year potential because Andrews just is the number one receiver on the Ravens. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's a great pick. But I but the reason why Jeremy's ranked where he is is the receivers and James Conner, the the running back slash flex position for Jeremy. So James Conner, we don't really need to say anything other than he was Did not hurt. look very good last night for him. He looked bad, and then he got hurt, which is the story of James Conner's year last year and the year before for most of it. And, you know, he has Benny Snell, but it's going to be a thing of, do you start James Conner, then he goes out in the second quarter and gets hurt and and you're screwed? Do you start Benny Snell hoping for an injury and then Conner plays the whole game? Like, Pretty crazy how Conner can, um, you know, beat cancer, but can't beat a high ankle sprain. I'm sorry, that was just rude. That was just wrong. That was that was pretty far, you know what I mean? That that, that was a line. Um, <laughs> you know, for, I, Australian, for the Australian listeners that I was made aware of, you know, I apologize for that one. Yeah, cancer um, runs rampant in Australia, so we probably shouldn't say things like that. I hear it's a big deal. Um, but but James Conner uh, <laughs> is scary. Darius Slayton looked good, but I don't know if you can count on the Giants receiving core. So Jeremy's going to be at number 10, mainly due to Receiver questions and James Conner being a major question mark. Yeah, DJ Moore and Keenan Allen are not guys that you can rely on. And Darius Slayton, who is not a junior, um, had a really good game. I think he's actually a, a good flex player that you can start on a week-to-week basis, but just not someone that is you know going to put your team over the hump like you need him to on a week-to-week basis, I don't think. So I do, I do have a lot of concerns about Jeremy's team as well. And that brings us to number nine on the list. Number nine on the list, we have um, the supreme leader, Chris Yob. And the reason oh, well, for this, he actually did pretty well this weekend. Yeah, he did well. But my question is, I I ran through the Honey Mostert, Raheem Mostert experience all of last year. And the way that it worked out for me was they stayed true to their committee. And there were weeks like this week where Mostert goes off and helps you win you the week. And then there were weeks where Matt Breida, which this year would be Jarek McKinnon, goes off. Or there's weeks where um, Tevin Coleman goes off. Or maybe Jeff Wilson Jr. goes off, who's still on the team. They they have four running backs that they like. And, you know, I find it hard to believe that Raheem Moster is just going to get a workhorse role all of a sudden into his career. And Shanahan's going to change his system that worked very well and helped lead them to a Super Bowl. I am convinced that well, they're going to continue. Wasn't the number one guy last year when they won this, or when they made it to the Super Bowl? Yes, and how how great was that for fantasy purposes? Not that I, great. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's what I'm saying. I went through the experience last year, and he he had big weeks, and he had very bad weeks where another guy took over. Mm-hmm. And I think this week we're seeing he had a 75 yard touchdown on the in the air, and that's boosting his his stat line. Besides that, um, Derrick Henry is going to get his bottom line. He's safe. But Jarvis Landry and Henry Ruggs as your receivers with Mike Evans? Yeah, that's that's not great. I kind of feel like I should have put Yob lower talking about it out loud. Um, Ruggs and – Ruggs, who's a rookie, got hurt also. Landry, maybe not the number one on his team, also is hurt, has a hip injury, might not play Thursday night. Mike Evans – hurt battled through it and played this weekend guess what happened with him one catch two yards a touchdown 
Yeah, I was going to say he wasn't very effective except for that touchdown grab. Yeah, a two-yard touchdown. So um, I think Yob's team would benefit it by a 75-yard touchdown by Mostert and the Baltimore defense putting up 18 points. Is that going to happen every week? No, I don't think so. And I don't see his bench as viable whatsoever. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, and the thing about the uh, Bucks is um, there's just so many weapons to go around to. There's just so many guys to feed. And um, as we know, Brady's the type of guy that likes to, like, feed the ball around a lot. And so that's kind of why I was um, wanted to stay away from the Godwins and the Mike Evans just because, one, you don't know which of those two is going to be the guy. It could change on a week-to-week basis. Um, and Brady just likes to, you know, give it to everybody. So the Bucks are, you know, I think they're going to be a good offense. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFC. But to pick one guy on a week-to-week basis, I think it's going to vary from a week-to-week basis. You know what? This is my power ranking. So you know what I'm going to do? Yab, I'm sorry. You're probably mad listening to this because you probably love your team, but uh, I don't like your team. So I'm moving I don't think Yab listens to the CFL podcast, so he won't be too offended. Well, then even more reason to do so. I'm adjusting my rankings. Yob has, <laughs> now, moved, Yob has now moved from number nine to number 11. Uh, Interesting. We, Jeremy, have a, we have a live change happening mm-hmm, on the CFL mm-hmm. podcast with the power rankings. Jeremy and Connor move up a spot. So Connor is now 10, Jeremy number nine. And um, Yob, I'm sorry I hate your team. <laughs> <laughs> the more and more you look at it, the more disgusting, the more disgusted you get. Yeah, and the thing is, he has Zach Ertz, which you could say, yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, the Eagles have no other. He look, dropped look, that could... ball. I hate Zach Ertz, actually. I am just you, very I, well I agree on him. That's what I was going to say. I was going to fade him because you, you could say, one, dude, one could say, Zach Ertz, yeah, he's the number one on his team. But Goddard had, had three catches. Goddard was actually the more productive tight end. He had over and 100 he, yards, 10 cat or what, eight catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. I think. Eight catches. Eight catches on 10 targets, 100 yards, a touchdown. Zach Ertz is in the middle of a contract dispute. I mean, I just think who do you, who's going to be the better tight end on the week? Who knows? Um, Yob's oh. at 11. And Yob does have Goddard on his bench. So I don't like the fact that he has both Ertz and Goddard. It's like pick one or the other. You might as well just trade one at this point. I agree because what are you going to do? You're going to start one and then yeah. the other goes off? Yeah, like, it doesn't really make much it, – it makes more sense to have – um, like a running back and then their backup, you know, that makes more like a handcuff. But you, don't, you usually don't handcuff tight ends, um, especially when both of them had a touchdown. So I think he's got to move one of those guys. I agree. I agree. Um, so going to number eight on the list, this was a live adjustment. And keep in mind, all of these are very off the cuff. Like this is the first week of the season. Yeah. Um, I just did this. Um, for two hours while working, but number eight on the list <laughs> has been moved to Scott Elias. And, you know, before this, I actually had him very high, but I'm a big Michael Thomas guy, and I think uh, losing your number one pick is very bad. <laughs> so Matt Ryan, I think, is a great quarterback option. Eckler and David Johnson, safe at the running back position, but not, they're not a top five running back. They're not going to be I don't think David Johnson is putting up 18 fantasy points every week. I think that's his high. I don't, don't think, think that's I, see, see, that's where I disagree with you in a way. I don't think David Johnson is going to put up 18 points every week. But Houston loves to run the football, don't you think? I think he's going to be – and 
as we saw, their receivers are not great. Uh, they dropped a lot of passes. I think David Johnson's going to be a huge part of that offense. It's just the the health is the, is the issue there. But you don't think David Johnson's going to be a guy that is, uh, you know, I think he's I think he's more valuable than Austin Eckler at this point, wouldn't you say? Mm, I I feel very similar about the both of them. The like, Philip Rivers effect. Both- that's another nickname we forgot to say, the Philip Rivers effect. Yeah, which you only get to uh, to be on the inside of if you're invited over to Adam's pit. <laughs> What's it called? I think I think Johnson and Eckler are actually very similar, and I don't I don't mean to say he's bad. I actually think Johnson's like I put him in my top like twelve, fifteen running backs mm-hmm. every week, but I'm just saying he's not he's not no, as, he's not he's as dependable as some other guys. He's not going to win you the week every week, is what I'm right. saying. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, like Aaron Jones or Cook or something mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, um, but he has two of those guys, which I think is really safe. And like his running back, I'm not worried about. But then at receiver, Michael Thomas out several weeks, which to me speaks about five. Like, yeah, we I saw, mean, uh, high ankle sprains. Are no, I've had high ankle sprains. They are no joke. Uh, we're, they yeah, we're like at hell. We are athletes, you know. Both of us, people, people know. <laughs> and you know, as an athlete, as an athlete, that hurts. So, um, <laughs> Joel, the only time you've ever broken a bone is on a skimboard at the uh, Ocean City Beach. You were on a skimboard, you fell forward and snapped your wrist in half, very badly too, and arm both broken. Um, but <laughs> um, Michael Thomas out, I think, conservatively at least four weeks. I would yeah. say. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Who knows if he's going to be he's any washed. good? He hasn't had. He, he hasn't had a good unless someone's shitting on his face. Unless he's watching two girls, one cup. His mind's just out of it. He's either washed or Baker is the worst quarterback in the league, or both. Which to me just sells you, Matt. Like you so can you're start. Not, wait, hold on, hold on. You're not going to comment on the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. likes to get pooped on. Um, I really liked how he. Uh, you know that you know that's a rumor, right? No, I know. I he he <laughs> tweeted or he Instagrammed. I forget what the caption was. His response. What did he say? He had a great response back, which I thought was good. But was um, it? I don't give a shit. Yeah, 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 something like no, 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 no. It was like, was, did he post like a laxative or something like that? No, nah, he should have though. But I it was <laughs> something. Basically, I know that Odell is as freaky in the bedroom as the guy from Balls of Fury and Take Me Home Tonight. <laughs> But, but I, don't I, I love how that guy's getting a lot of clout on the spot. I don't think that guy's been talked about ever in his career more than we're talking about him right now. Well, we're going to be having the career retrospective episode. I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to DM him on Twitter and see if he wants to come on the next episode. Uh, he, he'd be a great I'll, – I'll ask him. We actually have a good working relationship. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so Scott's receivers, Odell and Michael Thomas, I, you don't even have to say massive question marks. Noah Fant, great pickup. I actually think he's going to be season long, a really good tight end. I I believe in him coming out of college, out of Iowa. He's an athletic freak, and he was a first-round pick in the draft. Um, Tyler Lockett, fantastic. But then the rest of it is questions. Mm -hmm. You know, Edelman Edelman is 35 years old. You know, uh, Josh Kelly, are you really going to be able to start him every week in your flex? You know, no way. big, Big question marks at Scott's receiver. And no game-breaking players is what brings him at the number eight spot. Yeah, I think I, – I agree with you on some fronts, but 
What surprises me is that um, Scott's starting Paris Campbell uh, this weekend and putting um, Edelman in his flex. I thought maybe he would go ahead and start J.K. Dobbins the way he got those two carries at the goal line, but maybe Scott's just not sold on him right away of being that guy. Um, but I like J.K. Yeah. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins, I mean, so what I saw in the Ravens game was they gave Mark Ingram the ball on the goal line a couple times. He got stuffed, and then they went right to Dobbins, and he scored right away. Uh, which is really bad news for Mark Ingram and my team, but I'll wait till you get to that. Uh, so who's coming in next? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I do think Scott has one of the best benches in the league, like by far. I do want to say that, but it's really just no Michael Thomas and no players that can win him every single week. You know what I mean? But moving in at number um, seven. seven, my favorite number, Mike Vick's number, we have – and Jeff Garcia. Oh, yeah. And Carmelo Anthony on the Knicks. Um, <laughs> we have the Italian stallion, Nick Millardi. And, Fair. you know, I really, really like, like the guts of Nick's team. He has three stud running backs, potentially, in Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Gurley. I think that Chubb, that might have been the worst week he'll have all year. You know, he, he played against yeah. the Baltimore. Baltimore defense in Baltimore, week one, new scheme rust and everything i think chubb is still going to be good um joe mixon you know he's going to have weeks where he disappears a little bit because the Bengals are just not the best team and he's not going to get the pass catching work but he's he's you know he's in the top 12 running backs that you want so um and then Gurley, he's not going to get all the work but the atlanta offense is so good that Gurley's going to get touchdowns and get enough fantasy work um and then Diggs, I was really questionable on. I really did not like Diggs at all. And I, I got to admit, Diggs looked really good this weekend and got a lot of targets. And uh, Dak Prescott, I think, is going to be a stud. And I think that this is one of the worst weeks he'll have. Um, it's really the big question for him is he doesn't have a second receiver right now. He has um, Marvin. By the way, there's a lot of background noise there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm turning it down right now. I don't know if you're at the um, – I'm at the Celtics the, game. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, what was I going to say? So his other receiver is Marvin Jones and Deontay Johnson, Devontae Parker. Like, that's pretty bad. Like, he's got to do something there. Besides that, I really like his team. Well, now that we're on the uh, subject of Malardi's team, you know, I, I posted something in the CFL Facebook group earlier that if anybody wanted to come on and make some comments about their team or call some people out that – you know, they have free range to do it here on the CFL podcast. So coming in live right now is none other than the man of the hour, the Italian stallion, Nick Malardi. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Italian stallion checking in. Happy to be here. I'm breaking my CFL podcast virginity at the moment. So a couple things I wanted to get into tonight, faggots. First thing being, I don't know what the hell happened last week. Big fluke. And we will make our comeback this Thursday night when Joe, the convict, Mixon, and Nick, Grubhub Chubb, enter the field to give me a 1-2 knockout, which I will be predicting on Little Marco, whatever the, the fuck his name is. And then on Sunday, we got Todd Gurley, the final piece of the puzzle to complete my three-headed beast, my three-headed dog. Moving forward this season, this three-headed dog of mine 
will be referred to as Fluffy. Yes, the same dog who protects a sorcerer's stone in Harry Potter. That's it for now. Italian Stallion checking out. Peace, faggots. Wow, that is, that is, those are fighting words right there. And what a, what a voice for radio. Am I, am I wrong or am I right? Joel, are you there? Yeah, yeah, that was just incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. And let me tell you, um, Fluffy is maybe the best, the best nickname and best reference for a team group that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, and coming in hot with uh, Nick Grubhub Chubb. What a nickname. Yeah, you know, I expect nothing less from number seven on the power rankings. You know I was I mean? going to go with Nick Half on Chubb, but Nick Grubhub Chubb just takes the CFL 2.0 podcast by storm. I love it. I, I mean, it makes me absolutely starved. Like, I'm hungry. I'm about to order Grubhub. <laughs> also, if you order uh, two uh, $20 meals off of Grubhub from the Cheesecake Factory, you get a free slice of uh, cheesecake with the promo code Falcone. Anyway, moving forward, Joel, let's go to number six on this week's uh, power rankings. Number six on the list is none other than uh, Fluffy's opponent this weekend, Little Marco. Nick, I mean, uh, Ray, our first person on the list who actually had a loss this week, I believe, uh, being hot. Wait, is he the – no, I'm sorry. Forget what I'm talking about. But um, Ray, I really like his team a lot. I think that he just reached on some guys in the draft, which hurt his team. Uh Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones are about as studly as you can get at running back. Yeah. Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, just keep like receiving monsters, going to have 90 plus catches over a thousand yards, both of them. Um, Gronk, an absolute reach in the draft. <laughs> I think he's just, <laughs> I think he's just like walking out there with a walker. Like, I think he's just so washed. Um, but Terry McLaurin, I actually really love. Um, and then on his bench, he's got Antonio Gibson, who's got upside. And um, really, that's his only bench guy that he's got that's any good. What about Michael but, Gallup? Yeah, I like Gallup, but I'll be honest, seeing C.D. Lamb. Yeah, that's um, true. He had a good game. I thought C.D. Lamb, like, I, I was a little surprised. I thought Gallup was going to be, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But C.D. Lamb's involvement made me a little scary for Gallup. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't – I mean, <clears throat> you can't really beat – only one man in the league, I think, can beat Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones as a running back combo. So yeah. for that alone, along with his two receivers, like I think he's just got like an elite foursome. He's got an elite foursome, like like the type that you would see like on the on like real sex at at eleven thirty at night. <laughs> oh, that's way too <laughs> early for real sex to come on. Well, uh, you must have been watching on demand. Everyone, everyone knows real sex didn't come on to at least. 2.15 in the morning. Should we, should we do a quick quick sidetrack story real yeah. quick? Like, really quick? Yeah, you, you give one, and then I'm going to give one. All right, really quick, because, like, I'm getting – I'm almost unfunny at this point. Um, <laughs> am I the only one who, when they were younger, would uh, go on HBO at, like, way in the middle of the night? Like, I'd make sure the coast was clear. I'd put it on, you know, go to the adult section, mm-hmm. put on real sex, or put on – uh you know, Katie Morgan, the, the homie, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, then afterwards, and then afterwards, you would immediately have to delete the recently watched one on the <laughs> So I never even knew that that feature existed. Oh, uh, no. So I never, so you actually 
would look up real sex on demand. I I just watched it live. I knew when it would come on air. I mean, I, I set <laughs> I set a timer. I set a reminder on my phone so that every time I knew real sex was coming on, uh, I was I was tuned in, ready to go. But my story, a little bit less creepier than yours. Mm. Um, little less, uh, you know, convict mentality to, to my story. <laughs> um, so one time I was at Club ISC. For those of you that aren't familiar, ISC is the uh, International Sports Club. I don't know why they call it international because it's in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. But um, so it's really big overseas. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, every Friday night they'd have a DJ there and you know you could go and you could get grinded on and that was like your version of having sex in middle school because you know no one had sex in middle school unless you were eddie washington and so still is my version still is my version just want to be clear (laughs) so anyway so i was at isc one night and uh i you know i just got done coming in my pants four consecutive dances in a row and uh my mom came to pick me up and uh, when I got home, my dad was asleep. And I say asleep, uh, you know, in jest, because when we walked in, <laughs> real sex was on the TV. And my dad was, <laughs> my dad was passed out. And uh, my mom was like, Joe. And my dad just like gets right out of his sleep, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, what, what?" And my mom was like, "What, what, what, what are you watching?" And he looks at the TV, and this girl's just on the TV, like talking about tips on how she uh, gives her vagina Brazilian wax every single week by herself. And my dad was like, "Oh, I had no idea this was on. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was watching Bill Maher. And it came on. It came on." Oh my god! One hundred percent, my dad was taking that time to jerk off and we caught him in the act. And pretended and, uh, to be that, asleep. Yeah, he was he pretended to be asleep. That is amazing. Well now yeah. I know why now I know why you uh viewed real sex as appointment viewing. I mean it's really just it's a family tradition is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you know, like father like son, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that brings us to uh, <laughs> number the number top five. Top five. And you know who that brings us to? You. Me. You. Yeah. You yeah, I'm, not, num- I'm not shocked that you put yourself ahead of me. First of all, wait till you see where I'm at. Number five on the list, Adam Falcone. <laughs> Mike, you definitely put yourself <laughs> number one just to be a fucking asshole. Adam's demise is number five. Um, <laughs> the reason why, um, Watson had a Watson game. I still think Watson's going to be good. Maybe yeah. a little less good than last year. I mean, you you can only really regress without your number one target. Yeah. Um, but I His first four be- games are tough, too. He's got uh, Baltimore next, which is very tough. Uh, it doesn't get very easy for Deshaun Watson moving forward with the schedule that they yeah. have. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter say that they could see the Texans starting out like 0-4, which mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, Joe totally. is actually calling me on the other line right now. This is a very rare occasion. But um, uh, Are we able to answer that, get him on? Or if you answer that, I think you won't be able to. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it'll take, kick me out of here. That's unfortunate. We'd love to have Joey on right now. Should I, tell him, should I text him and say, uh, text Adam to get on the pod? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, um, if he wants to text me something, I can get Recording him on. Recording the podcast. Text Adam and come on. No, yeah, I, can, I, I can no, always say. You won't. <laughs> 
send. no balls, no balls. You won't. Uh, you know, I I probably won't be able to send him an invite. That's fine. Oh, no, I can. I can. It's even better to than him right now. I don't think he has anchor. He probably will have no idea about this, especially since you're the one that said that he can't read. So first of all, first of all, that's all in jest. Okay, I'm just defending myself. Oh, so you're gonna take when I said something was in jest? I'm the one that says things are in jest on this show, Joel. Not first you. of all, Adam, everyone knows that I've always said in jest. I've said it since McCor Shalom, um, kindergarten. <laughs> I mean preschool. <laughs> Is that Jewish for preschool? People people say that I say in jest the best. I've heard that actually. People say that to me. They come up on the street and say, "I love it when you say that." So. Number five on the list just is tried you. calling me too, but it interrupted me from the podcast, so I had to decline the message or decline the call. Yes, yeah, so I'll just I'll just wrap up the yours here because uh, I think you deserve here. You know what? Let me give you. I'm going to be real with you, okay? Yeah, go ahead. The give reason you're number five, Watson, I think is you know I don't care about quarterback. I start at Joe Burrow, so I think it's a good quarterback. <laughs> um, I'm going to go through your strengths first: Devonte Adams, Julio, and Juju about as good as it gets at receiver. Like, you really can't do better than that at all. Like, maybe top five, all of them. Maybe top ten, all of them. Like, you don't know. But but they're all at least, you know, top 12 receivers. So they're going to give you the ability. Sorry, you went, you win. went from top five. To I know, I know. I said that weird. I realized that as I said it. I realized that as I said it. But I meant to go the other way. Um, <laughs> But no, they give you the ability to win any given week. The as top we just one percent of the top five percent <laughs> of the top ten percent of the top twenty percent. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, thank you, Birdie. The, I I think they give you the ability to win any given week, as we legit just saw. But I don't think that they're going to put up that level of stats. Like, okay, Devonte Adams put up 156 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns. 14 catches, career high probably. Uh, Julio yeah. put up 157. Juju put up two touchdowns, and you barely got through. And you know what? I, you know, other guys should pick it up on other weeks, but I don't think you could rely on that every single week. Um, because well, I barely got through because my running backs just complete. If my running backs put up 10 points like they should. I, I think I'd be fine. Wouldn't you agree? Exactly. But but the problem is I don't I don't see that actually happening. I don't well, you, see that. Well, you, you don't see either that happening or you don't see that happening as well as the receivers going off like they did. What do no, you think no. is what I do you think, think is receivers. more or less likely? The receivers going off like they did or the running backs putting up close well, to ten points a game? Well, the receivers going off like that because that would mean they they put up like the best receiver seasons of all time. Mm-hmm. But all three, which you know. That's not going to happen. They're going to have boom weeks like this, but it's not going to be every week. So here's the thing. I don't see your running backs getting to that level of 10 point. Like I don't see Ingram, Howard, and Fournette. Fournette could improve the situation, but I just don't think Tampa's run game is going to be that good. But Ingram, I think, is going to be – I think he's going to be a bust because I I didn't think J.K. Dobbins was going to be this good. And it actually looks like he is. Um, yeah, and I keep con- trying to convince myself that uh, Mark Ingram that, that they're saving Mark Ingram for the second half of the season, which I know isn't true. So, what do you think I should do at running back this week? Do you think I should start Tariq Cohen against the Giants, Leonard Fournette against the Panthers, Jordan Howard against the Bills, or Lat Murray, who got 15 carries? Actually, did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, he got he got 15 carries 
uh, which was, I think, more than Kamara had, isn't it? It is more. It is more. You know what? I wouldn't be – if I were you, I actually would be starting probably Ingram and Lat Murray, I guess. Yeah. Because what about Tariq Cohen against the Giants? I don't mind that one either. Very similar, but – yeah. Murray's me, on Monday Jordan, night against the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, and, you know, he's going to get a lot of work, and that means – I mean, the 15 thing carries is, is pretty damn fucking good. It's just he just only had 48 yards, which is pretty bad. But Tampa's run D is really good, and Kamara had 12 carries for, like, 29 yards or something bad like that. Like, yeah. No, you know, he had more than that. He had, like, 50 yards. But my point is Tampa's run D is pretty good, and I think Lat Murray's going to be involved – that said, I don't think you can depend on Lat Murray all year. No, no, no Ingram, way. I think Howard is almost droppable. Like I, I think Miles Gaskin for some reason is going to be the starter there, which is just crazy. Yeah, I think um, they're just going to go with the hot hand on a week to. I think that's going to. I think between Gaskin, Howard, and uh, Breda, it's going to be like one week it's one guy, one week it's the other guy, maybe two weeks in a row it's one guy. Um, I think yeah, because Jordan Howard was the one that scored the touchdown for them. Yeah, which is he salvaged, my, he, salvaged which my, crazy. he salvaged my entire week with that touchdown. You actually would have lost without it. That's yeah, crazy. I know. Um, but I also think the Steelers' defense, in my opinion, I think it's going to be the best defense in all of football this year. Yeah, I'm so really happy I have them. I think they're going to be the the Niners of last year, or New, um, New England uh, that, yeah, last or, year. Yeah. Like like one of those type of D's, and then Higby, I think, is very involved. So like. He's, he's not it's, flashy. It seemed like he was on the field for every single play. He had a massive percentage of snaps. Yeah. He was out. yeah. So he's, he's going to get some looks. I just think you know what the question is in your team. The, the, it's the running back. So we're going to see. Yeah, how I'm going to have to just hope that, you know, the team I'm playing against just has an off week and that I get carried by Watson, Adams, Julio, and Schuster. Uh, but I will say live on the air. Or make a trade. Um, that Julio Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster are on the block, and I'm not going to trade both of them together, obviously. Um, but I'm accepting any offers for Julio and Juju, and I'm obviously looking for some running back help. So, Adam, you are aware I have Naheem Hines, Malcolm Brown, and Lev Bell, right? I am aware that you have Naheem hit him with the Hines. I am aware that you have Lev saved by the Bell. And I am aware. Who was the other one you said? Um, uh, Malcolm, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> <laughs> and I have Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, who could be. Cooper, uh, two girls, one cup. Or Cooper, yeah, you know, we could Cooper, wind up with cup. a. We could wind up with a, a Cooper, my little cup, and. Uh, you know, some I, why do you refuse to acknowledge two girls, one cup? I just want to. I just want to ask. That. You, you know, I, I want to think about my player. I don't. Every time he scores, I do not want to think about that video. <laughs> but you do realize that I. The first time I ever saw that video was at your house. I do. You think I could ever forget? You were the one who made us watch it. That is not true. Hundred percent. No way. It was Dude, Jeremy. <laughs> I made us turn it off like after us. I, I lasted. Like I think I lasted like 0.8 seconds. As soon as the shit's coming out, I was like, "Turn it off!" <laughs> I've never seen past like 10 seconds into that. No, there's no fucking way. Anyone that's lasted more than like two, like 10 seconds, Joel, that's bad. 
and you and you're you're answering you're answering your own question for why I do not want to use that. <laughs> oh, because you've seen the majority of the isn't the video like twelve seconds? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it's like a full life movie, like as long as Take Me Home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow what a what a, <laughs> that, a that movie to... hasn't gotten that this much clout in in years um so that brings us to number four of the list i bet you it's the number one movie in australia though oh after after this podcast it will be <laughs> that or kangaroo jack um so that said uh <laughs> yeah, that's great um i do think that uh me and you will wind up making a trade but anyway number four <laughs> on the list is gonna be None other than Gentleman and Alec Combs. Alec Combs himself. Um, Alec I think Puffy Alec Combs. Combs. Puffy Combs team. Who, the who made team. his Who made his debut at my Sunday uh, football event? And what, an impact, what an impact he made! And what a great what a great guest he brought a buffalo chicken pizza, uh, which I owe people money for. By the way, if I owe you money from <laughs> over the weekend, please request me a Venmo. Uh, because I will not give you the money unless that happens. Alec is actually maybe my favorite member of the league, even more than you or Jeremy or anybody else. I'm just going to pretend like you never said that, and we'll move on to the reason why you think he's number four in the league. Um, the reason why he's number four is because his team is really good. He has Cam Newton, which is going to get a massive amount of rush yards because Belichick is going to utilize his strengths. Belichick yep. is a genius. Uh, he knows what Cam's good at, and even if he doesn't use him, Alec has shown in the past that he's willing to stream quarterbacks off the waiver wire in a good matchup, which is what great fantasy owners do, like myself. Um, he well, also, I'm sorry, go ahead. He also has Saquon Barkley, which, honestly, I'm a little fucking worried about Saquon because they look like they have the worst offensive line in the league. But yeah. he's, still, he's still Saquon, so like... He, he made some plays last night that were pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, he had negative... He had 15 carries for six yards, which is pretty atrocious. Wait, seriously? Oh yeah, he was absolutely. I did not know terrible. that. He was oh, terrible. I guess, that, I guess those big plays that he had were like on what screen passes. He had six receptions for sixty yards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I felt like he did a little bit but better than that. In the run game, I mean, it was the Steelers, the what I project to be the best defense in the league. But mm-hmm. I, I am worried about Saquon being, you know, Saquon. But and then Chris Carson is going to get looks because Seattle's offense is amazing. Um. Adam Thielen went fucking off this weekend, and without Stefan Diggs, hooked shows that Thielen. he's hooked on a Thielen is also going to be the big play guy. Um, Calvin Ridley, all the touchdowns that Julio does not score, Calvin Ridley scores. Calvin Ridley's, um, believe it or not. Calvin uh, directed by, uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, Scott? Is it Scott one. Ridley? No, no. No, no, no. Uh, Shit. It's a good one. Oh man, what's his fucking name? Ridley. No, no, no. Scott. No, ready. Calvin directly. Uh, Calvin directed by Ridley Scott. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's so good. Wait, what about Scott? What about Calvin Ridley's Believe It or Not? Oh, I like that too a lot. <laughs> uh, but he had. I mean, Calvin Ridley is was a beast. Yeah, his whole career, he's been a beast, and he he was drafted to be this. Mm-hmm. He was drafted to be this. In, in the real NFL, I'm saying. So, like, I think he, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this year or next year, like, one of these years coming up, Ridley's going to overtake Julio as the number one receiver there. Eventually, it'll happen. Um, yeah, it sucks for him right now because um, he has Zach Moss starting in his flex spot for this upcoming week because Philip Lindsay Trotter uh, ended up 
uh, leaving the game at the end of the second quarter and was not able to return. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you not going to give me any credit for coming up with that nickname? Or I was cracking up. I was, I was... <laughs> oh, I can't hear you, Joel. Oh, did you hear me say that I was cracking up? I heard you say you're cracking up, but I didn't hear what you said after yeah. that. I was cracking up, but I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, that is the question mark on his team, though. Um, I don't know who that his his bench is absolutely atrocious. Even though Nicole Megan he's, Hardiman, dude, he swears by Nicole Megan Hardiman and Carlos Miller. What about Carlos hit him with the hide? Yeah, I, I don't see him starting both. Uh, uh, Chris Carson and Hyde, but you know, I actually think Alex's team could drop on the list next week quite a bit. Yeah, I'm looking at his team now, and it seems like Week One was a big fluke, don't you think? Or am I am I being wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to regret ranking him this high, to be honest. He's only me. projected 106 points for next week. Um, yeah, it, I'm a do little. Do we really little, think little, Calvin little, Ridley's going to have a three fucking touchdown game on a week to week basis? You know what? Should we, should we adjust this right now? I think it's fair. I think where he sits now, I mean, he put up a decent amount of points. I think Cam, No, I think it. you're right I've about Cam it. Newton. That I think Cam Newton's going to be a really good quarterback this year. He's got a lot to prove himself too. And I, I think Saquon was a victim of the Steelers' defense. He's still – how many points did he end up putting up uh, in that game? Do you know? Hold on. I'm, I think making, he had, I'm making adjustments. I think he had nine points. Um, and he was, and Alex still won by a pretty wide margin. Uh, Can we hit the breaking news button? And I don't think Chris Carson is going to be like he, Chris Carson only had twenty one points, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't get a lot of yards like rushing. But you said something about uh, breaking news. Massive breaking news. Go ahead. Breaking breaking news. The CFL 2.0 podcast has officially done a plot twist and has completely reversed the power rankings <laughs> for a second time. Alec Combs, after after much discussion, Alec Combs has dropped drastically. That's how quick it can be. I can't believe it. That's how quick it has happened. Alec Combs has moved. From number four to number seven, that's how quickly it can happen. <laughs> so, so, so wait, hold on. Stuff you, you moves, move, so, so, right, so, very cool. so give us your updated rankings now. So uh, so that brings us down to previously Nick Millardi was at number seven, and he came on, gave a hell of a speech. He really fired me up, and Team Fluffy really made its impact. He's moved to number six. Number five is now Ray. Sorry, that deserved another uh, soundbite. No, I agree. Number five is now is now Ray Little Marco Horner, and number four, you have cracked the top four, Adam. You are now number four. See, see how that happens, people. You, you work your way up. You, you know, you you get the your your fill in co host a little bit of a wop, and next thing you know, or wap, and next thing you know, you're number four on the power rankings list. You know what? I'm about to shit on Alex's team real quick. Alec, Chris Carson put up 21 points. He had six rushing attempts for 21 yeah, yards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had those two screen passes. I think that was the only reason he, he scored, had, right? Exactly, Adam. He had two screen passes that he took to the house. Without those, we're talking about how Carlos Hyde had more carries than Chris Carson. Carlos Hyde had seven for 23, and Carlos Hyde got the goal line work. Carlos Hyde had a goal line touchdown. If I'm Alec, I'm concerned. 
Saquon Barkley, worst O-line in the league. I'm concerned. Um, Ridley is not a 28 points a week guy. And Alex Bench is absolutely atrocious. Lindsey is now hurt for probably more weeks. He's going to see a specialist for a second opinion. And Evan Ingram has not been good since his rookie year. But he does have great nicknames on his team. He's got Carlos hit him with the high. He's got Nicole Megan Hardiman. He's got Philip Lindsay Trotter. He's got Matthew treats my wife with respect Stafford. He's got Zach Moss on a tree. Uh, you know, Calvin Ridley, Scott. Calvin Ridley, Scott or Calvin Ridley's believe it or not. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll put that to a vote. He's got Adam. I heard it's like tomato, tomato. Really, <laughs> He's got Adam hooked on a Thielen. Uh Cam Fig Newton. Oh, that's good. You like that one? I like that one a lot because you know I love Fig that, <laughs> that was one me and Yanone came up with uh, over the weekend. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Yanone, a former member of the CFL, was at the game day Sunday party this week. That deserves another soundbite. <laughs> Moving on. Fantastic. I, I love it. By the way, I'm probably going to murder someone in the CFL this year <laughs> so that we can get so we can get Nick Yanoom back in the league. But please, if there's any lawyers listening to this, that is not um, a confession. I was say, that you is probably lawyer up because you just confessed. To I, that is purely, purely in jest, which I always say. Moving on, <laughs> number three. <laughs> number three on the list is none other than Joey and Alora. What Joey can't read. <laughs> what Joey what Joey can't do in his reading skills. <laughs> purely in jest. Purely in jest. I don't mean it. Um he did actually, you know what, Joey? I think you did a pretty good job. Your best draft, maybe since the first year of the CFL. I'll, I really do believe You're it. So you full took- of shit. Earlier in the earlier in this podcast, you were saying how he had a bad draft, and it was thank God that he drafted Jonathan Taylor. No, no, I give him credit for that. That's why I said he was over the week because I said he, he took risks. Okay. Yeah. No, don't you fucking put words in my mouth. Sorry, I meant, I think it, I meant from... it in jest. By the way, do you see that his picture in the in the CFL? Who? Jones? Uh, is himself with like a lollipop. Oh yeah, yeah. I did see that. He's he's that is amazing. he's channeling his inner Tony Del Vecchio from Backyard Football. Who? Uh... Oh my gosh, that what a reference! That might move Joey up, honestly. But we'll we'll keep him here for now. Um, so real quick, looking at his team, which is what we're we're really we really should be basing this off of. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson, for the first time in maybe four years, maybe ever actually, they they hashtag let Russ cook. And Russell Wilson had, let's look at the, oh, it doesn't show passing attempts, but he had 322 yards and four TDs. And guess what? I don't think that's an outlier. I think Russell Wilson is that good. And if they let him throw the ball, he's going to do that. Every, he's going to do numbers similar to that or Mahomes level numbers. In my opinion, he could be just as good as Pat Mahomes. I think he's, ba- I think they he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. And you really don't have an argument from me. I, I completely, um, it's a toss-up between him and Mahomes. And he can also run, also, for fantasy purposes. Everything that Mahomes so, has ever done, Russell Wilson has done. 
except winning MVP, but that could change this year if they hashtag let Russ cook. He's ever won so, MVP? Russ Wilson's ever been the MVP? Not, not of the season. Not of the oh, season, okay. I don't think. But, um, but he could this year. Well, he's and definitely been robbed Kenyon, of that a few times. Yeah, and Kenyon Heartbreak Drake, as you would call him. Um, actually, I don't think I said, I said Kenyon, Drake, and Josh. But I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Kenyon, Kenyon, Drake, and Josh, I think that uh, the Cardinals might be a surprise playoff team this year. I think their defense has improved. I think Hopkins is obviously the best receiver in the league. And I think that um, I think that their their team, Kyler Murray's improved. So Drake as the starter, I really like. I think he's safe as long as he's not hurt. I really think Joey should trade for Chase Edmonds. Oh, who has him? Me. Yeah, that's right. Um, Marla Mack, obviously a risk by, um, by Joey loading up on Colts. Marla Mack now out for the year, so he won't. Uh, have him but as bad as it is for Marlon Mack to tear his Achilles in a contract year my god that's terrible um it is fantastic for Joey's fantasy team Jonathan Taylor in my mind has Ezekiel Elliott Saquon Barkley level talent like I really believe it wow Jonathan Taylor was phenomenal in college he's a phenomenal athlete like that type of athlete and the only knock on him I have is that he doesn't catch the ball that well. But Philip Rivers, the Philip Rivers effect, this past Sunday, all of a sudden, Jonathan Taylor, six, recep- six receptions for 67 yards for a guy who's not a great pass catcher. And that is with Naeem Hines still getting a, pe- a load of uh, pass catching work. Jonathan Taylor, in my mind, I'd have him as a top seven running back rest of season. Do you think that Jonathan Taylor is um, going to – start next or this coming week over Naheem hit him with the Heinz. Oh yeah. hundred. Well, here's the thing. I think it's going to be, uh, both of them will get work. It's going to be similar to how, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon Eckler. But I think that Taylor is a far better player than Melvin Gordon. And I think that Taylor is behind a far better coach and a far better offensive line than Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, it's going to be like, it's that. interesting how, uh, Wherever Melvin Gordon goes, there seems to be another running back there uh, that complements him, like Eckler and Philip Lindsay now, uh, which is interesting for Melvin Gordon uh, moving forward. I too. think that also speaks to Melvin Gordon. I think that speaks to Melvin Gordon not being the best pass catcher, third down guy as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. Where the team feel they need to. But so Jonathan Taylor, I think Joey has two top 10 running backs Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor. He has Russell Wilson, who's a top. QB in the league, and if they let him, if they hashtag let Russ cook, then Wilson's going to be maybe the best fantasy quarterback you could be looking at this year's Lamar, this year's Mahomes. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, holy shit. Yeah. 14 receptions. A car- the whole argument against Hopkins, and I said it too, was, uh, was they're not going to feed him the same way that Watson locked in on one guy. Guess what? I was wrong. Hopkins had a career high in receptions. He never even had that many with Watson, who only looked at him. Um, Hilton, you know, a safe wide receiver too. Waller. Um, there's a lot of noise going on. Go ahead, I'm listening. It sounds like you're in a lane. Oh, give me one second. Hold on. I'll edit this out. I'm grabbing toilet paper. 
Are you taking a shit? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I have to, but I just haven't gotten there yet. I'm grabbing the toilet paper. I'll go faster. Sorry, this is bad. Uh, bad radio. This is dead air. That's all right. That's why we edited it out. All right, go on. Go back to what you were saying. Where should I continue at? Uh, you were talking about okay. DeAndre Hopkins, but I think we should probably get to the number two. Okay. So wrapping up Joey's. Yeah. I'll just say oh, wrapping yeah. up Joey's team. Yeah, yeah. Wrapping up Joey's team. Hilton is a great wide receiver too. Waller is a top five tight end. His defense is San Francisco, which should be good. And his bench, while I don't love his bench, but Emmanuel Sanders now with Michael Thomas out, I think is fantastic. Um, so Joey by far, maybe even should be higher, but he's at number three here. Um, Number two on the list, I have Jimmy Versicco. Wow. Jimmy has – yeah, Jimmy has the best running back combo in the league in Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, that's true. Who who would know that – who knew that having two first-round picks would mean you have the best team in the league? (laughs) Uh, Well, second best team, but uh, Cooper, Shark – Fantastic. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Potential breakout in Hollywood Brown. Um, I just think Jimmy's deep everywhere. Singletary is a massive concern, but he's also got Tevin Coleman, uh, Tyler Boyd. I just think Jimmy is very deep and has the best running back duo in the league. And for me, if you have the best running backs, you have the best team. Yeah, it's a good point. Second best. Second best team. Um I don't really have as much to add to Jimmy's team because I just feel like it's really good. Um, do you have anything to add on his team? Uh, no, not really. I, I, I'm not. Who are his two starting receivers again? He has um, Amari Cooper and DJ Chark. Yeah, so I'm not too high on that. Um, that's where I think he could run into a little bit of trouble. Um, but the way that Josh Jacobs and Alvin Kamara are always scoring touchdowns, he's he's going to be in good shape and. Josh Stallion looked really good too uh, week one. He's he's a top quarterback in the league for sure. Yeah, that's also why I ranked him there, not any other reason. But um, and the difference between Joey and Jimmy <laughs> for me, the difference between Joey and Jimmy for me is with Joey, I'm projecting that he has two top ten running backs in Jonathan Taylor and and Drake, but we haven't seen that yet from Taylor. With Jimmy, we've seen that Kamara and Jacobs are top ten running backs, so. Right. It's a difference. It's a difference in projecting one team to be that and one team already. Even has though it. I think my team is better than Joey's, as I proved, I won't disagree with you too much. And that leaves us with the number one overall team, which is just. A, all right, let me just cut you off now. In the CFL 2.0, it is me, the redeem <laughs> team: Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay, Travis Kelsey, uh, uh, Naeem yeah, here with the saying, Hines. Uh-huh. Uh, Malcolm, what can Brown do for you? Uh, <laughs> Lev Bell, Ellen IR will win me the league at the end of the year. Jamison Clam Crowder, and it has the best ownership in all of the CFL. There's no question who's the number one. And it wasn't even a tough decision. <laughs> number one this, this week. And if I'm back on the podcast, likely will be number one again because it's the best owner in the CFL. And what's best for business is putting the redeemed team on top. You know, Joel, um, I would I would usually take this time to tell you off and 
tell you how frustrated I am. But frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. I'm sick and tired of getting screwed by you week in and week out. Everyone in that damn locker room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. You know, Adam, I'll just let our future match at the CFL 2.0 draft next year, next summer, <laughs> next summer, next summer, speak for itself. Yeah, I, I'm also very much looking forward to that because I had a blast at uh, our last draft. Didn't you have a great time? We didn't really do much of a recap uh, of the draft, but I had an amazing time. Yeah, I don't look back. I look forward, <laughs> but that was a fantastic fucking time. <laughs> it was fantastic. Even though you're now you putting know, yourself at number one on the CFL power rankings. You've totally, <laughs> you've totally come on and abso- absolutely <laughs> ruined the segment by, put- by putting yourself number. Obviously, we all now know that the rankings are a complete farce. Uh, well, I did edit the rankings about five times during this. <laughs> so... Real quick, as the end of the segment, 12 through 1, 12, Craigland, 11, Connor, 10, Jeremy, 9, Yob, 8, Scott, 7, Alec, 6, Nick, 5, Ray, 4, Adam, 3, Joey, 2, Jimmy, number 1, Mice. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not a terrible ranking other than the fact that you put yourself first. So I, 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 won't, I won't give you too much heat, uh, even though I know that's exactly what you're trying to generate. Uh, as we always do here on the CFL 2.0 podcast. Uh, But Joel, first and foremost, I want to thank you for filling in for uh, my regular co-host, Scott. Uh, It was a pleasure having you on. Uh, As you know, you're always welcome to come on anytime, uh, even though you usually come on and say things that are just completely um, just inaccurate and, um, you know, you, you make an ass out of yourself, but that's exactly, that's exactly why I, I like having you on here because you make me seem like a more intelligent human being than I really am. And um, if it wasn't for that, then I don't think I would have asked you to come on here. So Joel, I just want to thank you very much for coming on and uh, being biased as you usually are um, in your power rankings. You definitely added a lot to this week's show and I can't thank you enough for it. Well, I just really appreciate getting the chance to talk to the host of the CFL 2.0 podcast. Great filling in for the other guest who usually is is in this seat. Um, just a really a good time, and I'm glad I could be there for you. You know what I mean? All those nice things you just said, I right back at you. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Redeem. And that will wrap up this week's week one wrap-up of the CFL. We look forward to coming back next week uh, and doing a week two recap of the CFL. That's exactly why we're here. That's exactly why we're doing this so that each week we can bring to you a uh, full on recap and just continue to make our predictions throughout the season. Obviously we are all very excited to be back into the swing of things. Uh, If you'd like to come over on Sunday, uh, you're not allowed because chances are I didn't invite you Uh, until next time. I'm Adam Falcone saying so long and thanks for stopping by.